Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as It's a wonder I got any sleep at all, in spite of the fact I've decided to give up this spidey shtick. Here to provide analysis for that line and so much more is my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm doing good, as always when we are podcasting. I've got some tea today, and you know, it always makes me happy to drink tea, so... Uh, Spider-Man's giving up his shtick. Does that mean no more jokes? Is that what's happening? Because <laughs> there's not a lot of jokes in here. <laughs> we might think he's giving up being up Spider-Man, but he's just giving up the Spider-Man jokes. He's done. That would be so incredibly depressing to me. But I'm f- super fearful that's what's actually going to happen because many aspects of old Spider-Man aren't around <laughs> anymore. Well, let's jump right into it. From April of 1986, Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 275, The Choice and the Challenge, written by Tom DeFalco, penciled by Ron Friends, and finished by Joseph Rubenstein. Hopgoblin is back with new and improved weaponry. Combined with the Rose's organization, the pair intend to rule the underworld. You know who's not going to stop them? Spider-Man! That's right. Peter Parker is giving up being Spider-Man. Does anyone believe this guy anymore? (laughs) Not MJ. MJ sees Spidey's persona tied to her relationship with Peter and pleads to learn more about his origin. And so... We get a full reprint of Amazing Fantasy 15. Just recently, Flash said he was trying to... uh, Seek Peter's friendship. I'm reminded in this book, the Amazing Fantasy 15 book, that is. He says, get lost, bookworm. He's a gaslighting bully. (laughs) Well, 11 pages later, we return to the new content and we see Joe Robbie is forced to comfort Betty at the bugle as she is sick of Ned's overcommitment to his work. Yeah, she tells Joe Robbie to stop sending Ned on those long undercover missions <laughs> that take days and weeks at a time, to which Robbie's thought bubble implies he has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> While across town, Ned bursts into Flash and Shawshan's apartment. Flash isn't there, and Ned tells Shawshan, We have some serious business to discuss, and then closes the door and adds, Deadly serious business. Uh, Flash and Ned bump into each other on the street, creating a fracas of threats. And Flash fires one punch to Ned's face, followed by Ned's threat of, I swear you'll pay. Returning home, Flash finds Shawshan gone and her things missing. We quickly jump to Hopgoblin flying around on his glider looking to destroy Spider-Man. To help lure our hero out, he grabs Shawshan out of a crowd and takes her hostage. It works! Spider-Man shows up to tussle with Gobby. <laughs> oh, Gobby, I meant to say Hobgobby here. <laughs> but when Hobgoblin struggles to fight with Shawshan in hand, he drops her, sending flashbacks of Gwen's death through Spidey's head. Spidey saves Shawshan, but injures his arm. This gives... Hobby, the upper hand, and we end with Spidey unconscious, looking like Hobgoblin will finally destroy him. Let's find out if that happens. 
From May of 1986, Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 276, Unmasked. Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, and Brett Reading. Hobgoblin fires his blaster at unconscious Spider-Man, but in an homage to teenage Spidey, he was just playing possum. With a kick to the face, followed by some webbing, Hobgoblin is forced to remove his mask and retreat. Spidey is unable to return to his apartment, and so MJ runs some clothing over to him to change in an alley. MJ is not happy to participate in the Spider-Man side of Peter's life. In the previous book, we see MJ trying to convince Peter to continue being Spider-Man, I think, and now she doesn't want any part of it. Generally confusing for me. I think she doesn't want to be a part of it, but she doesn't want him to stop doing it. Uh, I think. Maybe. Okay, all right. Maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe. Well, Flash visits Shawshan in the hospital and accuses her of betraying him because she tried to leave him. The police boot Flash out of Shawshan's room, and when Fuman Flash bumps into a reporter, he gives a scathing diatribe about how terrible the Hobgoblin is. In his lair, the Hobgoblin informs the Rose he already has a solution to deal with Flash. Just for the record, does anybody think the Hobgoblin's good? Like, you know, he's like, how terrible the Hobgoblin is. Like, yeah, he's, he's the Hobgoblin. He is terrible. He's wrecking everything for everyone. Uh, Upstanding citizen. <laughs> it's too bad that the cover of this book, which has like the unmasking of the Hobgoblin and the title of the book, Unmasked. And this comment all foreshadow that the unmasking of the Hobgoblin is going to lead, I predict, to being Flash Thompson in this book. I mean, <laughs> just call it a hunch. This was a great plot, but I guess DeFalco just chose to focus on this whole f- framing of Flash and how like it's going to go down rather than having the reader believe maybe Flash Thompson is the Hobgoblin. I just would have preferred that because it's mid-book and I feel like I already know where the book's going, but yeah, it's just me. Maybe. Well, the human fly escapes. Ooh, wait, what? Who? <laughs> What? (laughs) Right, James B? (laughs) The human fly escapes a prison and makes a beeline towards NYC to fight Spider-Man. I I don't know what's going on either very well, but as the fly is about to attack, he's shot (laughs) by someone I don't recognize pretending to be a garbage man but it, armed with a laser yeah he was actually in the book a minute ago as like a new person working in the hospitals the same guy what but then that same guy who was the new guy is now dressed up as a garbage man he has like special glasses so you can tell it's him oh i see like somebody's setting up what? this whole escape from the human fly just so they can capture him for some reason oh my god Okay, thank you, James B. You know, we, we leave the beyond and we get to the hobgob and we're like, let's go. And they're yeah. like, don't worry, human fly's coming next. Well, all right, it's over for this book. Uh, the hobgoblin ends up catching up to Spidey again and the two fight with Hobby luring Spider-Man to a warehouse. After a large explosion, Spider-Man finds hobgoblin unconscious. He tears off his mask, revealing, as James B. alluded to, Flash Thompson. In the last few panels, it is confirmed that the Hobgoblin kidnapped Flash and framed him to look like he was the Hobgoblin. Yeah, I'm giving this book a 9 out of 10, really. I Okay, they gave away the plot a little bit, so you lose a point. But it had supporting characters, Eddie. It yes. had relationship drama between MJ and Peter and Flash and Shashan. And 
Maybe a little bit of like Ned and Betty too, because this is a little bit crying going on and Joe Robbie's in it. There's just a lot of things happening in this book. Uh, those two villains. True. Bravo. Nine out of ten. All right. Like you said, the cover is not the best part of this book. I immediately thought of when the chameleon pretended to be Peter Parker, but they gave it away on the cover. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that would have been great in this book. Uh, James B., let's finish off our trilogy for the day. From June of 1986, Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 277, The Rules of the Games, by Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, and Rick Parker. Flash is in jail, and MJ thinks Peter should help him. Their argument is interrupted by a call for help from Matt Murdock. Peter meets Matt in a rectory of a church where Matt explains that Kingpin has made him lose everything by framing him for murder and nearly beating him to death. Yeah, Eddie, this was season three of the great Daredevil show on Netflix that you and I both really like. Yeah. I'm thinking we could probably do the Born Again storyline as an episode of our show. Let me know if you're interested in that. It's going to be like five to eight books, though. I'm interested, James B. <laughs> More work. All right. One episode, though. Like, we'll do all five. Of, okay, one episode. All right, go ahead and continue. Uh, although Peter promises to let Matt resolve his problems with the Kingpin uh, by himself, he immediately goes to the Kingpin to try to avenge his friend. But Kingpin can't be taken down like some common criminal. And so Spider-Man leaves without a fight. The Kingpin goes into detail what his relationship is with Spider-Man, basically saying Spider-Man helps the Kingpin do his business in the city by getting rid of people the Kingpin also doesn't like. Uh, Earlier, Matt talks about how powerful the Kingpin has become. He says, like, the, the phone company is tapped through him and... All sorts of different things that the Kingpin is running. We saw the Kingpin briefly early in this book, too. Typical Kingpin talk, like you said. The Kingpin's always like, oh, the hero helps me by defeating other villains. The hero can't tip me first. Eddie, my chess rating's like about a 550. Kingpin is like a 2550. He's he's difficult to checkmate for sure. This guy is just... He's really always, smart. You know, he's he's really good even when it seems like he has no advantage to say words that make you feel like, I, like Spider-Man has the upper hand here. And need I say, once again, Peter Parker is a genius, okay? He may be really bad at things like writing Mrs. Muggins a check for his rent <laughs> several months in advance. That was a dumb move. But the guy is a genius, uh, like qualified by many very other smart people. So... To watch him just be played by the Kingpin so hard in this scene, it's upsetting for me, but like you said, the Kingpin is a grandmaster. Yeah, he's my second favorite villain behind the Vulture right now in, in, yeah. the, in the stories that we're reading and the way these characters go. Okay. So. Then this book leaves our main storyline and tells a tale about the Wendigo, a folklore monster who hunts people. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a three... This little girl gets kidnapped by some people and held for ransom. Spidey saves the girl and stops a couple of the kidnappers. And then, like, the Wendigo, like, kind of takes out the last kidnapper. That's yeah. Kind of the story. And the the Wendigo is kind of a uh, not real, <laughs> we could say. It's within the blizzard. It emerges. But it's an intangible kind of creature. I, I don't think it really touches hardly anybody. Uh 
And then it moves on with the storm when the storm leaves New York City. This book was illustrated by Charles Wies. I note this because the art feels much closer to like what I remember reading in the late 80s, early 90s. The way the spider sense is illustrated and then how the whack is drawn uh, when Spider-Man is hit is very different from what we've been seeing recently. Check it out if you want to read a single book with two different artists and two unrelated half stories. <laughs> True. Really art is better. The, the art is better than the story, we could say. I'll, I'll tell you what's better than both the art and that story. What's that, James B.? It's our sponsor today. All right. <laughs> I can't wait. Today's sponsor is a public service announcement. Huh? Okay. Eddie, this PSA is from Spider-Man. We've had it before. Back in really? Let's Read Spider-Man podcast uh 87 it's called Dope 80 Quit. did you say 87 87 is 100 <laughs> that is 129 episodes ago <laughs> okay all right it's called, i can't wait to hear it okay it's called don't quit don't quit eddie it's a psa okay hey kids if you have a hard test and you're distracted call spider-man he will take away your phone and hide your tv so you can study don't quit <laughs> think you have reprinted amazing fantasy 15 enough don't let the fans stop you. Keep printing it every few years and charge people for larger issues. Don't quit. When Flash could have let Shawshank go and not be another possessive controlling man in her life, he didn't give up. He went to find the shaken, injured woman in the hospital and yelled at her. Don't quit, Flash. When Matt Murdock told Spider-Man, stay away from the Kingpin, promise me you'll stay away from the Kingpin, Spider-Man didn't stop doing what he wanted. He broke his promise and saw the kingpin anyway. Don't quit. We are all unique and have different talents. Remember, Spidey says, try your hardest and never, ever, ever quit. Don't quit. <laughs> this was a PSA from Spider-Man. Don't quit. Okay. Uh, uh, James B., would this advice do best for Peter Parker, a person who is consistently trying to quit being Spider-Man? <laughs> How many times has this guy tried to not be Spider-Man? Uh, he just needs but to he's take not, his own advice. He doesn't quit being Spider-Man, though, does he? Technically, no, but he's trying <laughs> all the time. We don't believe him anymore. Sorry, Peter. You can't get yeah. away. You you keep telling him not to quit because you got to keep. You don't quit, Eddie, on what you're doing. You keep you keep telling. True, him. regardless of anything. I will continue podcasting. That's right. <laughs> if anybody else is inspired to not quit whenever they're thinking of quitting these days, how can they reach us and tell us they've been moved by this PSA? Email us at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com or click on the link in this podcast description to join our Discord channel and connect with us through social media. We got another person the other day. Hey, hey! Uh, I got to get on there, James B. You're, I, I mean, you're already in there. but you gotta I'm notoriously some. bad at anything to do with consistently posting just on anything get in there and you know and <laughs> we're gonna do it right crowd. now we're gonna do it right when we're done james B. <laughs> okay we'll see if there's a post something valuable and now it's time for the close i'm james b joined by eddie and remember listeners peter parker is quitting spider-man uh no he isn't and isn't this the same clothes I used two podcasts ago? Sorry, James B. Goodbye. Goodbye.
you see why Spider-Man couldn't get into his rooftop entrance during the middle book here, 276? Did you happen to notice? He was trying to get into his into his room. He's like, oh, I can't go can, there. Is this because Candy, Ban- Bambi, and Randy are redoing their armoire or whatever it is? <laughs> it's a different. I think it's a different piece of furniture this time. They're sanding. And I don't think you have the people. I think it was uh, like Randy, Bambi, and Bambi's daughter this time. You think that's her daughter? She looks yeah, so the, old. I think the she's little girl like, is the, like the one in the front. I think that's the little girl. Wow. And the mom's not even helping. She's just standing there watching. The, her like, little daughter did the work. Wow. Could be wrong, but like, look at, well, go back and look at that frame. I, one of them yeah, is like, standing there. I think the little girl's like in the front there. And isn't like one of them just like watching? Like, I'm just watching my daughter do her thing. I guess that could be the case. It's hard to tell. I mean, they're. Look, looks like the Vulturians are flying behind Bambi's head too. 